Hello and welcome to this episode of Special Advising, No Parent Left Behind. I'm your host, Mark Ingracia, and I have over 34 years of experience as a classroom teacher, parent, coach, and advocate. This is a podcast for parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities, but welcomes everyone interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more. Thank you so much for joining me, and if you like the podcast, please give me a thumbs up and tell your friends. Today I'll be speaking to you about an experience I had recently that has proven to me the value of music as a healer and as a life force for people suffering brain disorders that can impact communication, behavior, and social engagement. After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip, followed by your good news community share. So let's pump up the volume and groove our way to another win. Last week, I had the distinct honor of performing for, along with my mother, the other residents of her memory care facility. Playing my guitar and singing songs that I hoped could connect with as many of them as possible, I set out to bring some excitement to their, from my experience, less than stimulating days. I do believe the facility is trying, and I know how difficult it is to hire and retain staff on the salaries offered, but I feel a higher priority needs to be shown towards the daily stimulation of these residents. And I strongly believe that there is a lot that they still have to offer. And when fed that jolt of electricity through music, I find that the first benefit of this elixir is to calm them of their anxieties and chronic perseverations, slumber and boredom that appears to leave them basically biding time. This last bit frustrates me no end. I I don't feel we should ever give up on anyone who shows the slightest bit of life within them. I believe in squeezing every last bit of juice out of each of us, and I think it's worth our time and effort. I'm continuously surprised by my mom, who was thought to be in decline just two months ago, to engage with me and to grasp aspects of her situation to the point where she can still ask me to go home or to, quote, get her out of here. Her sense of humor is intact and her ability to laugh at silliness and enjoy a cool breeze or the beauty of a row of flowers means that all is not lost, and an effort to reach her, however it works for her, is her right. She and others' lives aren't over and shouldn't be left to pass through this phase to the end. She sleeps a lot and and can seem out of it when I first greet her, but that's not all of who she is. It can and will be if left untouched. If left without any kind of stimulation that can still generate engagement and zap those neurons to jumpstart the engine. Whether we're speaking about individuals with neurodiverse ailments, including brain injuries, seizures, epilepsy, Alzheimer's, dementia, speech delays, and more, music's ability to engage and draw out a person from behind their disability is something I feel we, as a society of health care contributors, family, and friends, need to make central to the daily experience of our brethren. Musictherapy.org supports music's impact. They say, with evidence-based outcomes like increased attention and auditory processing, improved behavior, language and cognitive functioning, decreased self-stimulation and agitation, increased socialization, and enhanced sensory motor skills, music therapy is a fun way for special needs students and, I say, a fun way for people with dementia or anyone suffering with brain disorders to meet their goals or to meet life. In a report from Able Light, 
www.thepowerofmusic.org entitled The Power of Music for Someone with a Disability. It states that countless studies have recorded the benefits of music. For a person with a disability, potential benefits may include the following. It stimulates learning. Repetition and memorization are improved with the rhythm of music aiding in the ability to recall. It helps to focus a person's attention and allows attention to be directed more effectively. It calms anxieties and relaxes an individual when stressed and overstimulated. It energizes and motivates an individual to continue or pursue additional efforts. It aids in communication by stimulating and encouraging a person's speech as well as creating a path for nonverbal forms of communication. It improves a person's physical skills. It assists with pain management and helps deal with discomfort. It equalizes people socially and offers people with disabilities the opportunity to interact and participate with those who do not have the same challenges. It allows people to express and, and experience a variety of emotions and may help control emotional outbursts. And it provides a general sense of satisfaction and strengthens self-esteem. Moreover, using music in a group setting allows the presence of a disability to fade or disappear entirely during the session. The power of music, its magic, is, is not new to me and not news for many, but the need I feel to make it a priority in the lives of those who can benefit in more than a casual way from it, a way that can help them to manage and or overcome a disability, depression, loneliness, etc., is what I'm excited to push forth for consideration. I'm not a big fan of American Idol, but a friend asked me to watch the audition of one contestant competing in this year's competition. Tyson Venegas is a 17-year-old Filipino-Canadian who, as a young child, used music to help resolve his speech delay. At the age of three, he wasn't speaking, and his parents began using music to help him develop his speech. To hear him now, you would have no idea of his past struggles. He is incredibly talented musically, and his voice is remarkable. So with that as a setup, I want to share with you my experience uh, with the residents I visited. I've been discussing playing with the, for the residents for several weeks now and finally made it happen. So uh, normally I read from a script. So this one I'm going to, this part I'm going to just do off the, off the cuff. Let's see how it goes. There are about 15 to 18 residents in the memory care. And of that, I'd say 95% were present. And when I go to visit, oftentimes I find that the residents are plopped in front of a screen, TV screen. There's either music blaring or there's some TV show blaring. And uh, half the people are asleep, kind of just out of it. Or, you know, maybe they're watching what's going on on the television screen. So it's a variety of, a variety of possibilities. But for the most part, the general feeling is a bit of malaise and, and an unstimulating environment. So I've been trying to push them at the facility to get more entertainment there. Anyway, I finally said, I'll do it. And uh, so when I prepared for this, I wanted to somehow find music that they could relate to that was not just from the 30s and 40s, because... You know, if you go back to the 60s, the residents, they were in their 20s and 30s. So I'm sure there was a lot of people who could relate to a variety of music. And that's what I tried to provide for them. So as I began, after I did the first song, there was silence and not, not really much of, a, of an interest, it seemed, at that point. 
But as a couple of songs uh, progressed and I got into it, suddenly the enthusiasm began to grow a little bit. The woman, Linda, who runs the memory care unit, was very enthusiastic and really trying to encourage people to participate, pay attention, um, sing if they wanted to. And that's, that's eventually what happened. It was an amazing thing to see some people who kind of just were sort of out of it suddenly begin not only to start paying attention, but to actually start singing the songs. There were songs like um, Amazing Grace that they knew, and it kind of perked them up. Um, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. You Are My Sunshine. They really loved that song. And it just, it was, it was, what was amazing was that not only was that happening for a couple of the residents, but it started to happen for at least half, if not more, of the residents that were in that room. There was singing. Some got up to dance. There was people, there were people speaking in ways that they never usually do. The perseverations of some of the residents, they, they continually say similar things or the same thing over and over, or there's gibberish being uttered. And it was just, there was a sense of calm that happened. One amazing thing was this one gentleman who tends to curse a lot. Um, he just was quiet for the most part. And then at one point he called out for his wife. And I was told that this was highly unusual. And he asked for her by name. And then he asked, where are, where is she? And it just brings chills to me to think that somehow the music connected with him so viscerally and so closely that it made him kind of just change his thought patterns and think of something someone close to him in his past and on top of that there were people up and dancing and one woman she was like i don't know she was dancing around and then at one point they told her we're gonna have lunch soon she's like we're gonna eat woo and she was very very vociferous and excited and she was dancing and um it just was a party at some point. Literally, there was, I forget which song it was. Um, I think it was during Hey Jude. And during the na-na-na-na-na-na part, they were waving their hands back and forth, uh, like in a concert. And it was, the energy was so alive and spontaneous and real. And it just, I mean, it reinforced how important this moment was for them and even for the people who run this unit to see what's possible and hopefully to encourage them to do it more. In fact, they've asked me to come once a month and I'm glad to do it. And if that's the, the kickstart for more um, to come, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, you know, my mom, she tends to enjoy the music with her eyes closed. You'd think she's sleeping, but but she's not. But she completely calmed. Her body was calm. And when I would call out to her and she'd open her eyes and I'd ask her if she's enjoying the music and she would either nod or smile, yes. And I knew that she was there. I knew that she was paying attention. It just was in her way. And that is great because the music impacts people in all different manners. And if it's if it's in this manner to calm 
the body, the, the fidgety body that's just constantly going, it, it allows them to relax. There's a man, uh, I'm assuming at this point, that he might be dealing with Parkinson's. And he was singing, I sang Girl by the Beatles, and his wife was there, and she just called out afterwards that he was singing. He knew the song, and she didn't know it, and he was singing the words to the song, and he was so excited that a Beatles song was being played. Then I played another song, You Were Always On My Mind, and she was crying, and I think there was there were several people crying in, in the room, and just uh, a remarkable experience. I, I, If I never do anything else in my life, then I feel like this was one of the greatest things I've ever done and participated in. Uh, not boasting myself, just the fact that I was a part of it and seeing the life in these people that I know a lot of people are giving up on. And, uh, you know, the sad thing is there's one resident who is cognizant enough to know that she's feeling like she's in prison and that the rest of her life is doomed to just be there and she wants to die. And And I couldn't get her to come to sit with the music because she just didn't want to experience joy. And it's just devastating to speak to her because she's just this beautiful person. She took the chocolate I brought her, but she wouldn't sit down and listen to the music. I'm hopeful that I can convince her in fact, she was a classical guitar, guitarist in the past, and uh, I wanted to bring her a guitar, but she was saying she was saying no, she didn't want to do it. So that's that's just one person to continue to try to strive to uh, make a difference with, and that's with the hope that once she experiences the music, maybe it can bring her some sense of peace and and, and joy in this life. So. The evidence before me is, uh, it's mountains of evidence uh, to continue to be convinced that music has an enormous part to play in the lives of people who are dealing with delays. And I'm excited to have this platform to be able to express it and to encourage people to utilize music, seek out music therapy for their children, for their parents, for their loved ones who need that little extra boost in life. And, you know, for anyone out there who's feeling down, just listen to some good music when you're feeling at your worst and your lowest and listen to some of the good messages in, in these songs and hold on and uh, know that there's, there's, more, there's more to this life. And if that's not enough to convince you, Behaviorist.com explains that finding and deploying helpful techniques in special education is an ongoing challenge for special education instructors. Finding techniques that deliver personalized benefits for each individual student enhances the challenge. One of the most successful techniques for a wide range of special education students is music therapy. It encompasses a wide range of teaching options, which helps instructors personalize the therapy for each student. The Alzheimer's Association at ALZ.org supports the benefits of music. Music can be powerful. Studies have shown music may reduce agitation and improve behavioral issues that are common in the middle stages of the disease. Even in the late stages of Alzheimer's, a person may be able to tap a beat or sing lyrics to a song from childhood. 
Music provides a way to connect, even after verbal communication has become difficult. If you have the opportunity, use music in your day with your students or clients. See the difference it can make and then spread the news. If your child's school does not have a program, then I encourage you to canvas the school boards to make it a part of the school curriculum. And if you have a loved one in a memory care residency, fight for the inclusion of music. Recorded music is fine, but push for live music as much as possible because the nature of live means it is interactive, not just background. It's time now for today's Tip of the Cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from understood.org. Understand rewards. A reward isn't a bribe. It's something your child earns for correctly doing what you asked. Consider using both tangible and intangible rewards. Tangible rewards include stickers, small toys, treats, privileges like TV time, choosing what's for dinner, or earning points towards a special gift. Intangible rewards include heartfelt thanks and acknowledgement, like, I like how you listened to Sarah today. You were a really good friend. Be careful not to overpraise, though. Kids can tell the difference between a true compliment and an exaggerated one. Today's Good News Community Share comes from the Conversation.com entitled, How Music Therapy Can Help Anxious Children. According to the NHS, as many as one in eight children aged 5 to 19 faces a mental health challenge, and a significant number of these cases are related to some form of anxiety. Of course, a degree of anxiety or worry may be a normal state of affairs for young people, particularly when moving schools or around exam time. But for some, anxiety can affect every aspect of their daily lives. One effective method of providing support for this anxiety is music therapy, where music becomes the main tool the therapist uses to connect and work with a patient. This kind of therapy has been shown to be effective when treating children and young people living with anxiety-based disorders. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics new to you or close to your heart. I hope this podcast might inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, an outpouring of goodness, and positive role modeling for your children, while remembering to attend to the areas of your own mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health, enabling you to be all you hope to be for them. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Special Ed Rising, and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts, and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching, through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. If you'd like to share some of your success stories with the audience, please send them to my email, Let's show the world what's possible. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.